previously on Lost. I wasn't saving Claire, Charlie. I was saving you. When I saw the lightning hit the roof, you were electrocuted. And when you heard Claire was in the water, you... You drowned trying to save her. I've tried, brother. I've tried twice to save you, but no matter what I try to do... You're gonna die, Charlie. And welcome to this episode of Sass and Sips, where every week we discuss and dissect while we drink and dish about another episode of everyone's favorite show, except for Agnes, Lost. <laughs> I'm not the only one, damn it. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, and mm-hmm. we do this, as I said, while we drink. So sometimes conversations are not so coherent, but you love us anyway. And we can drink wet- alcohol. <laughs> FYI, by the way, FYI, there was some pre-gaming happening, mm-hmm. so expect a shit show. Yes, yes. So, we apologize in advance. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't apologize for shit. <laughs> and this week's episode <clears throat> is, what the fuck is this week's episode? Oh, it's uh, Catch 22. Catch, thank you. <laughs> Oh See, God. I am useful, people. You, you did this last time, too. You caught me. I, I got the episode wrong. I'm, I'm a fucking mess. Um, yeah, this week's episode is Catch-22 from Season 3. So we're in the end half of Season 3. And I think Oh, this my God, week, we got five more episodes after this, right? Things, things started to, like, kind of get a little, like, woof in this episode. I just can't wait to talk shit about this season with Jamar. That's all I know. <laughs> I know. I, he, he commented on um, one of our posts, like, when we got to expose, and he's like, finally. And I really wanted to be like, oh, my God, I can't wait to talk to you. And then I was like, oh, God, who knows what our schedule is? So, like, I don't even want to open that can of worms. But I can't wait. I can Definitely wait. give him the heads up. Like, yeah. five, well, he, six years, we'll be ready. <laughs> <laughs> and as he's already said, he hates season three, so... I have a feeling that that's going to be one hell of a fun episode. It's going to be two against one. It's going to be this two against you. This Well, it's going to be like... Three against three. It's going to be like one and a half. Okay. Okay. Because he still (laughs) loves the show. He just hates the season. Good point. Good point. I just won't get beat up as much. No, you won't. You won't. (laughs) Um, But I think that that's... See, like in this episode, things are already starting to take a turn. And so I'm excited to talk about this episode. Yes. I actually, I'm really excited to talk about this episode. By okay. the way, I don't know if you want to record, but something before I forget, he watches Imposters. And he was, and he was re-watching it like a few months ago. I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to re-watch it myself. So, I haven't seen I mean, it. And it's only like two or three seasons. Okay. So it's we'll put short, that on the list. I think we might want to. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, we can definitely do that. I will put it on the list. Oh, we've we've gone through this whole thing and we haven't even introduced ourselves. Oh shit! Hi, mm. like so, they don't know who we are. In in case this is your first episode, nice random starting point, right? Like season <laughs> three, episode seventeen, seventy something episodes in. Sorry Let for me the mind fuck you're about to experience. I'm Lisa, and I'm Agnes. And as you can already tell, we drink while we do this. So let's tell our friends what we're drinking today. Because I bought like a shitload of mm. cases of Stella. I had a, I, I grilled. 
I'm the griller of the family. I grill and I barbecue. My daughter does exceptional work with the shopping. So last nice. time she grilled, she bought I'm enough food. For, oh, cool. We bought enough food for a week. That's so we had a, now. <laughs> so we had a, like a last minute grilling cookout and she bought all the alcohol and stuff. And we had, I had left over food for a week. It was awesome. Nice. nice. So I have a shitload of Stella in the house. FYI, Corona refreshers mm-hmm. are the best. They're really? 100% better than them. White Claw. They're light like a white, like a seltzer, but they're not like, they don't taste like static. <laughs> like White Claw does. Like, it tastes okay. like static. No, but I, I'm, I'm not really like a so static good. connoisseur, so I don't know. It's, I don't like White Claw. I don't like the, I don't think I like the, uh, the hard seltzers at all. But the refreshers okay. are the best thing since sliced bread. Good and I like bread. I will keep that in mind. Okay. I, Catch 22. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. What I are you have, drinking? Yeah, I have another of the summer the uh, solstice lager. We had a birthday party for Alex and um, a buddy of his brought a case, but we have a keg. We had a keg of regular Stella. So nobody ended up drinking them. And Alex is like, no, he's, he just goes for the regular. So I'm the only one drinking them. So I've been saving them for our recordings. (laughs) I would have drunk. I would have drank them all. It's so funny. I feel bad because whenever I go to a BYOB like cookout and a kickback to my friends, I always bring like the 24 things of Stella mm-hmm. because it's like, it's her whole family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I always bring it up for everybody and it's always Stella. And I like, cause I like Stella cause I know they're going to have Corona and other stuff. So I'm like, I bring the Stella and I'm always the only one that drinks. I love Stella. when people I like when people bring stuff that I drink, but I also like when people bring stuff that I never had or don't drink because... So you can try it. Right. I can try it, but then also... People don't. When I have other people in the house, I have, you know, something else to offer, something that I might not have thought of myself. That's the whole point of, I think, when you bring... When you bring something, in my eyes, is to bring enough... Like, yes, I only say if a person only drinks one beer. Yeah, you bring that one beer. But it's also an opportunity to have a wild a wild mm-hmm, way exactly. of things to get to your guests without having to spend $3,000. Right. Absolutely. And no one has to spend, you know, everyone spends, puts, you know, you spend $20 and everyone has a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Definitely. Can you tell I've been drinking? <laughs> Girl, you're about to tell how I've been drinking. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Let's go for it. All right. Let's do this. Uh, I think we're up to the episode, so flashback. Desmond is in a monastery in Eddington, Scotland, in 1995. While in his quarters, he is visited by Brother Campbell, who tells him that Desmond's vow of silence, a test to become a monk, has ended successfully despite the brother's doubts. He tells Desmond he is one of us, wrong episode, and says... Welcome, brother. And thus is the beginning of Desmond's famous phrase. Brother. I thought that was the cutest thing ever. I'm like, oh, that's how you became brother. Okay, brother. Sometime later, Desmond and Brother Campbell talk while putting labels on the Mariah Vineyard wine bottles they make at the monastery and packing them in crates. First of all, I could never work at this because... The f- there'd be no wine left. Like, I'm not even an alcoholic <laughs> and there would be no wine left. Like, I can't have wine in my house because I That's... just drink it. <laughs> I mean, maybe that it is an alcoholic. I don't know. Like, when you have leftover wine, you make ice cubes out of it. Wait. Leftover, leftover wine? Leftover wine? What the fuck? 
What do they do? I do not need that high negativity in my life. See, a, like a case of beer, you know, bottles or whatnot in the fridge, that I can space myself because like you open a bottle, you drink it, whatever. It, it satisfies like the craving if you want a little whatever. Exactly. But an open bottle of wine, I mean, you just keep pouring. Like, Which fills a Trenta-sized Starbucks cup. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Well, my wine glasses already serving. I can fill. In, in my wine glasses, I could already fill a half a bottle of wine. Wait, you pour it out into I a do. glass? I do. Wow. I know. You so- <laughs> Fancy. Yeah, but listen. I don't use but I don't use wine glasses. I have like little mason jar cups. Oh, I have wine glasses. So, when I I but, mean I have wine glasses. I don't I just use you, a mason jar because it's bigger. I just use a bottle. Like either I pour into the <laughs> wine glass or I just drink it in the bottle. <laughs> Why dirty a glass? Me. I know. I know. <laughs> You're so fancy pouring into a glass. I know. <laughs> Desmond remarks on how Moriah is an odd name for a monastery wine since it was the location where Abraham was asked to kill Isaac in the Bible. Campbell reminds him that God ended up sparing Isaac. Desmond says that God could have not sought to sacrifice to begin with. But Campbell counters that it was necessary as a test of faith and a lesson in the value of sacrifice. Brother Martin arrives to tell Desmond that someone is at the monastery looking for him. The man follows Brother Martin in and immediately punches De- Desmond straight in the face, bloodying his nose. He apologizes to the brother and leaves. Desmond visits and knocks on the door of a house, and Derek, the man who punched him at the monastery, answers. Desmond asks to see Derek's sister, but Derek's... He tells him to leave. The sister Ruth lets him in. They sit down to tea, and Desmond explains that he is still a novice at the monastery, but she cuts him off and curtly asks why he is there. Desmond felt he owed her an explanation. She wonders how he could possibly explain leaving her one week before their wedding and disappearing. He says that he had a calling but she claims his only religious experience in their six years of dating was the Celtic reading the cup. He tells her he was scared and got drunk and asked God if he was doing the right thing. He woke up on the street and a man asked him, can I help you brother? Desmond said he realized he had to sacrifice everything precious for a greater calling. Ruth snidely remarks that it was a good thing he wasn't found by a shepherd or he'd be off with the sheep. She tells Desmond that the next time he breaks up with someone, he should admit it's because he's too scared instead of running away. So it's all the same theme, like Desmond is a coward. Like this is his same recurring theme. But I love the whole conversation with Isaac and Abraham. I already know what he's going through with Charlie. I'm like, he, 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 mm-hmm. he. They really tied that in well. Well, I should hope so. They wrote it. <laughs> At night, Desmond is found by Brother Campbell singing and drinking the monastery wine, of which they've only made 108 cases this year. Oh, ding, ding, ding number. Brother Campbell tells Desmond he isn't cut out to be a monk. Desmond apologizes and offers to do penance, but the brother says it's too late. Desmond asks if he's being fired, and the brother says he is, and that although he heard the call, the abbey isn't where Desmond was meant to end up. God has bigger plans for him, and he spent too much time running away to realize what he is running towards. 
Desmond asks what he should do now, and the brother simply replies, whatever comes next. Desmond enters Brother Campbell's office the next day to say goodbye and returns his habit. Campbell says Brother Martin can give him a ride into town if Desmond helps to load some wine crates into a customer's car. Outside, the brother talks with a female customer about her father's donation as Desmond wheels the crates out. Desmond and the customer meet for the first time. It's Penny. They joke with each other and flirt. He reveals that he is a recently fired monk and that God allegedly has bigger plans for him. She suspects he doesn't believe that and he agrees. Penny offers to bring him along with her to Carlisle and they smile and laugh as they depart. So here you have what we call a meet cute. No? Isn't that what it's called? A meet cute? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Shut up. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. On the island, Charlie, Hurley, Jin, and Desmond trek through the jungle in the rain, while Hurley and Charlie playfully argue over who would win in a foot race, the Flash or Superman. Charlie steps on a trigger thread and lifts his foot, activating an arrow which is now shot through his neck. They try to help him, but Charlie dies. There are flashes of different images, a reverse version of Hurley pulling the cable, a blinking red light behind dark clouds at night. I'm sorry. I was trying to get your attention. I was trying to... When they panned over to the head monk, I'm sorry, and there was a picture of Mm. him, an older woman, I was like, wait, is that... I forgot about that. Yes, it is. Yes! Okay! I was like, oh, you should... Wasn't like the most awkward picture, too? But it looks like they just cut out two pictures and like stuck them in the same frame. I was like, wait, is that, but is that, is that, oh shit. Yes, okay. I, I, I completely some, forgot about that. I, I caught something, at least you didn't think I was going to catch it, I bet. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yay! Uh, the photo of Desmond and Penny, an image of Jin, Charlie, and a set of hands holding a parachute, the feet of a person in gear hanging from a tree, the helmeted head of the same person and a fast image of the face of Penny with the green backdrop, which might suggest the island. Desmond looks up, startled from his flashes of imminent future events. He drops his fishing pole and runs up to Hurley to ask him about the cable. Hurley wants to know why. So Desmond tells him it's important and that someone is coming. I have a question. Maybe it's a little bit too early, but I'm going to forget. So because he saw this vision and everything he does is to get to this vision, as you will see. Now, if this, if this vision was something that's going to happen, wouldn't it have happened regardless of his work to make it happen? I was thinking the same thing. Okay. So it makes, the question makes sense, right? Yeah. But I think that I get his point and want to make sure it happens. Right. I think that's the, that's the key. He just, he wants to make sure that it happens because he, he wants Penny. I always think of, every time I say her name, I think of James Bond. Money Penny. You know, okay. (laughs) They go to see Jack to borrow a medical kit under the pretense that Desmond has a twisted ankle. Well, oh, in the opening scene when Charlie gets the arrow in his neck. Yeah, pretty cool you, scene, by the way. 
Did you think that that was a fake out or did you think that, holy shit, this is where Charlie dies? I knew it was a, I knew it was a Desmond episode. So I just assumed it was a flashback. Uh, I mean, it was a smart. vision. Only today. <laughs> All right. I can't fucking fool you. Um, they go to see Jack to borrow a medical kit under the pretense that Desmond has a twisted ankle. I, I like this because Jack is like, you want me to help you? And Desmond's like, nah, I got it. I fixed up my share of ankles. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Jack, Jack is probably like, yeah, fuck you. Because <laughs> God forbid Jack is a human. But, you know, also calling back to the time when Desmond helped Jack with his ankle. Right, I said, God forbid yeah. Jack yeah. is a human and, you know, I know. needs another person help. to help her. Besides God forbid. This, scene, this episode had me all the way fucked up, but I'll tell you why later. <laughs> well, I can't wait. <laughs> Hurley asks Desmond if someone is going to get hurt. He refuses to help without an explanation. Desmond compares his flashes to puzzle pieces, except he does not know what picture the pieces form. Well, this is like when you knew Claire was drowning, isn't it? That's why you got the first aid kit. Someone's going to get hurt. Is it me? No. It's just a precaution. Look, dude. You want me to take you to the wire? I want an explanation. I saw a sequence of events. Things that are going to happen. What'd you see? It's like I saw a jigsaw puzzle. Only I didn't have the picture in the box, so I don't know how the pieces fit exactly, but... But one of the pieces, the first one, it was you pulling the cable out of the sand. So what are the other pieces? I'll tell you that. It'll change the picture in the box. So what? Isn't that the point? Preventing something bad? Not this time. So you're not trying to stop something from happening... You actually want it to happen. More than anything. Hey guys, we are here with an update to our scheduling. We just wanted to let you guys know that from Memorial Day to Labor Day, we are going to be going back to every other week publishing schedule okay say something witty here witty because actually as you're talking because you kind of i don't know if this is witty or not but you sounded very sex kitten when you said hello you know, i was like oh agnes is at a loss for words apparently <laughs> i know it doesn't happen this is like a 30 second promo and you don't have words but okay the point is from memorial day to labor day we're gonna release our regularly scheduled lost episodes every other Monday. Maps will still be every two weeks and Spotlight will still be the first of the month. And then after Labor Day, we will go back to Lost being put out every week just so that we can be able to spend a little bit more time with our families and enjoy the summer. So that's it. That was the update. Hurley and the cable are the first piece of this vision, but he can tell them more without compromising the vision. Remembering himself kissing Penny, Desmond admits to Hurley that the end result of this vision is something he wants to ensure above all else. Hey friends, Lisa here to tell you about an online store that I really, really like. I know most of us are still spending more time at home due to COVID. 
And while it's been rough for many of us, our pets have been right there by our sides. What better way to pamper that special furry friend of yours than by treating them to something special from Artemis Clothing. Artemisclothing.com has so many items you and your pet will love. There are clothes, accessories, and even custom items. Visit Artemisclothing.com now and use our promo code SASPOD for 15% off so you can treat yourself and your best bud. You both deserve it. Sawyer enters Kate's tent, catching her in the middle of dressing. Like he, he turned like real stupid right there. He, was he like, did. Ugh. You act like you've never seen her naked before. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn. He is speechless as he looks at her. Kate is visibly irritated by his blatant ogling at her chest. So she points to her own face and says, up here. Okay, but you know what? Okay, first of all, like I said, she acts like they've never seen each other naked before. But to be fair, there is one thing. There's a, like, seeing someone naked and another thing, seeing someone partially dressed. It's a different kind of like. It is true. Uh, oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> so I kind of feel his, his, his pain. and Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> he asks if she told Jack about her and him. She reveals that she didn't, but that Jack saw them on camera at the Hydra. Sawyer offers an invitation for sex, but she rejects him. He jokingly asks if she needs a mixtape, and she replies, yeah, why don't you do that? Desmond brings Hurley to enlist Jin for the journey, remembering a flash of Jin helping pull on the cable with Hurley. Desmond isn't sure how to break the communication barrier, but Hurley manages to convince Jin, with his limited but improving English, to come along on a camping trip. Next, Desmond has to recruit Charlie alone. Charlie knows it isn't a camping trip and su- suspects another vision of his death. Desmond reveals someone is coming to the island but won't give him details. Charlie is worried about the danger, but Desmond says no one is going to die. Charlie asks if he can bring his guitar and Desmond, having seen the guitar in the flash, agrees. The foursome walk the beach, all but Desmond whistling, and Hurley recognizes the spot where the cable should be and where he entered the jungle and encountered Rousseau's traps. He and Jin pull the cable from under the sand, and Desmond decides they should set up camp before it gets dark. At night at the camp, Kate eats oatmeal and attempts friendly conversation and mild flirtation with Jack, who is merely polite and reserved. Jack says goodnight and walks away to Juliet. Kate watches sadly as Jack and Juliet eat and laugh together. Kate then goes to Sawyer's tent. Sawyer notices that Kate seems upset because she's crying. He attempts to inquire as, his, as her obvious distraught state, but she interrupts his question with a kiss and tells him to just shut up. At the cable, Charlie plucks his guitar strings as Jin tells a scary story in Korean with the flashlight under his face. Jin gets to a particularly scary part of the story and shouts, causing Hurley to get scared and yell. I actually love... It's funny how turmoil in your personal life, and we see it on reality TV a lot with this issue with the marriage, and we don't know there's issues in the marriage or they're hiding it, really changes how you treat the people around you. So we see with Jim that him and his wife are good now. Like they got their, 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 their they refound their love, if that makes sense. And he's just a cool dude. That's true. So I never really thought about it that way. But yeah, you're 100% right. 
it's funny how your personal it's personal your personal what's going on in your in your heart changes what goes on in your head mm-hmm. and change of persona you don't see Kate's a totally different person now like Kate in this episode has never been Kate on the island thus far you've seen this Kate kind of like unsure in flashbacks with the beginning of her mm-hmm. But this type of Kate, we've never seen her like this since she's been the island. She was demure. She was flirty. Her face, if you, if you go back and watch it. Her, okay, so you know how you're watching a TV show and one person's playing a twin? Mm-hmm. And depending on the demeanor of the, of the person, they kind of look they kind of look a little bit different. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the cat, right. So if you pay attention to... Um, Kate, she looks more like Kate pre on the run or Kate at the beginning on her run. She Her face doesn't look like Kate, Island Kate, that she's okay. been on the run for all this time already and been chased. I didn't really consider that with Kate. She's not but... that hard. She's not hard. Mm-hmm. She's No, she's definitely not. She's, she's... softer. Her, she's flirty. She's not Kate. She, she was not the same Kate she was prior. And I'm like, oh. Things she's have changed for let you. Her guard down, and she doesn't look the same. Like if, if I think everyone should just go back and rewatch this episode, and you see, she looks like like if someone's playing a, like a twin Kate. Like she looks slightly softer, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, no, it does. Is softer. Okay, that's it. I'm done playing Freud. Because <laughs> okay. sometimes cigar is just a cigar. <laughs> The three laugh while Desmond stares at his photo at at the distance. Hurley remarks on the part of Jin's story that he thinks is about a bird, indicating his growing understanding of Korean, and then starts his own story about the chupacabra. Charlie offers Desmond some food and asks about his picture. Charlie asks why he left his girl behind, and Desmond says it's because he was a coward. He had run away but she had tracked him down and maybe she is still looking for him. They hear the sound of a helicopter in the distance and Jin thinks it might be a rescue attempt. The helicopter's motor cuts out and they hear screeching noises and see the helicopter crash far out in the water. Hurley says they should swim out, but then they see a red flashing light through the dark clouds. Okay, epiphany. So remember I said the last episode about something with the magnet and then he moves the Michael to leave, and you go this oh, uh-huh. direction, you hit the true. So, like, oh, right. yeah, so magnets changes your compass, obviously. Then you have the explosion of the, the hatch. The hatch, thank you. So, it's kind of like this island has some kind of magnetic field around it. And every time something crosses it, hits it, they crash, boom. And that's why they need a submarine to get to where they to get onto the island. So it's not hell. It's a magnetically forced, enforced island that they are, I wonder, some kind of like test. Because then no one ever had cancer. Women can't get pregnant. And we know magnets really have a lot to do with things that we just don't understand. So this is like the dome before there was the dome. Exactly. The dome before the dome. <laughs> okay. You may go on. I just had Thank like you. a loss of epiphany. Listen, you're on a roll today. You, you better drink this much every episode. I only have a brain when I'm drunk. 
<laughs> well, then we know how to solve it. They argue over who it might be. Desmond wants to go and find the parachutist, but Charlie refuses, wanting to wait until it gets light in two hours to avoid Danielle's traps. Desmond, afraid to lose Charlie's piece of the flash puzzle, agrees to wait until first light. The next day at the beach camp, Sawyer interrupts Jack and Juliet building something for her tent. He challenges Jack to a game of ping pong, joking that if they don't play every 108 minutes that the island will explode. Sawyer is happy to be beating Jack the first round and states how strange it is to be back home. He's like, finally, something I could beat you at. <laughs> well, off island, I'm sure, I'm sure Sawyer can beat him at a lot of things. Jack mentions a conversation he had with Kate the night before and that she had said the same thing. Sawyer asks if they ate together, but Jack reveals he ate with Juliet instead. In the jungle, Charlie complains about not getting enough information from Desmond, who points out that saving his life three times should buy him some trust. Hurley stops to rest, and Charlie finds a hula doll. Desmond looks up and sees the backpack in the tree. He climbs up by stepping on Hurley's shoulder to retrieve it and spills out the contents, which include a Portuguese version of the book, Catch-22, and a satellite phone. Hurley turns on the phone, but the battery quickly dies. In the book, Desmond finds a printout of the photo of Penny and him. At the beach camp, Sawyer hands Kate his mixtape, which is just a cassette of the best of Phil Collins he stole from Bernard. He asks her why she jumped him the night before and if it had anything to do with her seeing Jack and Juliet together. She denies it, but he says sadly that she doesn't have to use him. She only has to ask. In the jungle, Charlie asks if Desmond thinks the parachutist is Penny, and Desmond says he's certain now. He says he didn't want to tell Charlie so that nothing would change. Charlie says if they knew Desmond would be reunited with Penny, they would have helped him willingly. Desmond sees the flashes of Charlie's death again, and it starts to rain. Hurley makes a comment about Desmond not warning them to bring an umbrella. Jin asks who Penny is, and Hurley explains that she's Desmond's girl. Hurley and Charlie start arguing about the Flash and Superman, and Desmond remembers this from his Flash, realizing Charlie's death is imminent. Desmond spots the arrow in the trigger line. Charlie steps on it, lifts his, lifts his foot, and Desmond, after a moment of deliberation, yells for Charlie to duck and pushes him out of the way of the arrow. Desmond looks up, afraid that he has destroyed his chance to see Penny. Later, Jin and Desmond argue about which way the beacon they saw fell. They decide to split up, and Charlie insists on going with Desmond. Charlie confronts Desmond about knowing about the trap and not telling him, as well as accusing Desmond of planning to sacrifice him to find Penny. Desmond explains that if he doesn't follow the flashes, the overall picture changes. Desmond wonders out loud if saving Charlie does any good since he keeps getting into danger again. Maybe he is being tested by God like Abraham. But so far, he has failed the test. They hear Jin shout and run to find a parachutist hanging from a tree, not moving. Desmond, believing the parachutist to be dead, says, sorry, Penny. Desmond climbs up the tree and cuts the parachutist down, who falls into the parachute the others are holding to catch her safely. Hurley hears the parachutist moan and announces that she is alive. Desmond runs to her and removes her mask, but it isn't Penny. 
It's not petty. It is an unknown woman who only says Desmond before she passes out again. She's one of Penny's scientists. So, well, there goes the answer to that question I was going to ask. Okay, see. Or maybe the island is some kind of study in parallel universes, parallel times, different. Because while we know that Penny's been just her scientists working on something, and it has to do with the islands. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're there, but they're not there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm, Okay, never mind. Good night. (laughs) Okay, trivia. Catch-22 refers to a self-contradicting, no-win situation. So obviously, that's the relationship to this episode. Meaning, you know, Desmond's Catch-22 is like, does he let Charlie die and risk the flash not coming true? And obviously, we see his choice. The hula doll found in the jungle looks like the one that Hurley had in his Hummer. So it says Desmond's flash shows Charlie getting shot with the arrow, but then later shows Charlie holding the parachute. So obviously he changed the when he saved him, he changed the flash. Mm-hmm. But um I this sounds so fucked up. I kind of just want to see like what happens when he does die. Then he's like, oh fuck, I'm gonna hire this shit. I feel like it's just like Groundhog's Day, but it's like a really bad version of it. Like, oh fuck this shit. Like how how many times is Desmond gonna save Charlie before Charlie either just gives up or Desmond gives up, or can they outrun it? can't outrun that okay <laughs> but because every time he does every time he does that he's causing a bottleneck in the flow of death getting his souls because death isn't evil death isn't bad death is just there to collect souls so every time you fuck up every time you i feel maybe i watched too much charmed like the original Trump. Um, like you stop something that's supposed to happen, you cause a bottleneck and things can like the like like found destination. Like you have to go back and you, you gotta do this plan because I can't move on until I finish my list. Like you gotta go down your list of oh, okay, good night. <laughs> Jin, Jin's Korean language ghost story translate as And the girl turned to the man who saved her and said, thank God, I I was afraid you were the hook man. And the man looked at the girl with a smile and said, don't worry, little girl, my hook is still in your father's head. (laughs) Sawyer talks about that he took the tape from Bernard, but like we haven't seen Rose and Bernard in like ever. Completely forgot about that. I really (laughs) did. I forgot about Bernard and Rose. They're happy in their little, little. I, I mean, honeymoon okay. phase of their lives. So that'll do it for trivia. Okay, why or why are us women? Oh, we women fucking stupid. We want the one that doesn't want us. Meanwhile, the one that wants us and shows they want us, we just don't feel like shit. Like, what the fuck is wrong with us? Sawyer for his all his like his awkward I don't want to say awkward but he's kind of like dubious ways of how he does it he does try he listens he listens to Kate he listens to what she he wants her. he knows her really well 
Right, because he actually pays attention mm-hmm. to who she is. And Jack doesn't, he never has. He really never has paid attention to who Kate is. And uh, my, my heart's breaking for Sawyer. Like Sawyer like, saw right through the whole thing. And all it took was one familiar phrase, and Sawyer knew exactly what happened. But I think I think he knew something was not right when he saw her crying. Like he knew, like from get. Mm-hmm. Well, and I yeah. just yeah, I just it makes me sad that we fuck up the good things sometimes for the one who doesn't want us. And, and it's yeah. so stupid. Like not for nothing though, but Kate could have had Jack if that's what she wanted, and she was too busy flip flopping. But I don't then- think the funny thing is, I think in her heart of hearts she knows that he isn't the one for her. Who, Jack? I, yeah, or, I think uh-huh. she knows that Jack isn't the one for her. In her heart of hearts, she knows. And, I don't know. All right, get your shit together, Kate. Um, episode title, Catch-22. Mm-hmm. Pretty obvious. I mean... Can't win for losing. No. and I, But I think that that also kind of refers to Kate. Ah, uh, but she did to herself, though. Yeah, well... Yeah, but yeah, it does. Yeah. So, anything else overall? You said this episode had you fucked up. Are you going to tell me why, or did we talk about it already? It was just Kate and the way she oh, treated my man Sawyer. Yeah. Overall? Two thumbs up. Oh, wow. Yeah, don't get excited. It's all relative. <laughs> well, I mean, but now we have a whole new, um, you know, thing. I mean, something dropped that unknown person off in the jungle the helicopter that hit that magnetic field because okay, penny has sent her science what yeah because penny sent her scientists to go get her man mm-hmm. um and then that magnetic dome the dome before the dome the dome before the dome caused the the thing to go psh, so she goes psh, yeah <laughs> so hopefully next episode we'll get more information on this mysterious woman and what her intentions are to save penny's man but you know once you're on the island you're on the island (laughs) Uh. okay so overall i like this episode i'm happy that you liked it too next week is d-o-c and then d-o-double-g don't stop (laughs) him too it's a sun episode uh, but yeah, that'll do it for this episode. I'm a little tipsier than normal. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for a nap. <laughs> Note to self, drink in excess next time as well. We always say this. Every time I overdrink, we always say I got to drink more, but know. you know. Yeah, I, and then adulting gets up. in the way. Adulting, right. fuck adulting. I'm too old to be a grown up. Like this shit's for the birds. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we made it through another episode. So, woohoo, congrats. Look and at that. five more for this season. One, two, three. Yes, five. I mean, unless you count missing pieces, because that's still technically part of season three. But they're only like a minute or two, I think, or a couple of minutes each episode. So, <clears throat> it's like the equivalent of like one more episode. <clears throat> and I actually, I'm, okay, uh, I have never seen them. So, it'll be a first for me, too. Oh, we're popping each other's cherries this time. <laughs> so excited. There's not many cherries of me that need to be popped at this age. <laughs> Am I like, Are there any? 
Um, <laughs> that's a different episode. <laughs> totally different show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, please don't forget to check in with our um, podcast trailers that we've published. You know, check them out. Enhance your podcast listening variety. I don't know. I'm trying to sound smart. It's not really working. And thank you to everyone who heard our challenge to share shit on social media last week. And this week. Did you say share shit? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's what I thought. (laughs) And this week we challenge you what should the cha- I didn't even come up with one for this week. What should the challenge be? Oh, okay. Oh, go you got one? Okay, I got one. This week I challenge you to subscribe to our mailing list. Um go to sassinsips.com and you can subscribe to the mailing list there. And I am trying to work on being better with emailing like fun stuff. So please go do that. And Next time is DOC and drink responsibly. Anything else? What am I missing? No? Love, like, love and life. No, stop. Okay. Um, share with your friends. Support our show. You know, the usual stuff that I say. And most importantly, please drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. I will say this every episode. And until next time. I'm Lisa. And I'm Agnes. And we are out of here. Peace. We out.